0: ONLINE AND WORLDWIDE, IT'S THE BLACK AND BLUE REPORT, LIVE, SORT OF, FROM STUDIO B, HERE'S SEAN KELLY AND JOHN DESHAZER. HOW GOES IT? THIS IS THE TUESDAY EDITION OF THE BLACK AND
1: BLUE REPORT. THIS uh, PARTICULAR DAY WE COME TO YOU STRAIGHT FROM THE PRACTICE FIELD OVER AT 5800 AIRLINE DRIVE AND WE'VE GOT A GREAT SHOW SET UP FOR YOU. Here today, HEAVY ON THE SAINTS, WE'LL TOUCH ON THE NBA A LITTLE BIT TOO, BUT AS TRAINING camp CONTINUES TO PLOT ON, THE STORYLINES CONTINUE TO PILE UP, AND JOHN DESHAZER IS HERE WITH US TODAY. SO IS PRODUCER DAN, D-DUB, AND THE BLACK AND BLUE ORCHESTRA. THE WHOLE GANG IS HERE, AND WE'RE EXCITED. WE'RE GOING TO TALK TO THE FULLBACKS TODAY TOGETHER, JED COLLINS AND AUSTIN JOHNSON. I THINK YOU'RE GOING TO WANT TO STICK AROUND FOR THAT VISIT. AND THEN um, ALWAYS A BIT ON THE latter SIDE, CAM JORDAN IS WITH US TODAY AS WELL. uh, defensive uh, veteran for the New Orleans Saints so we'll be anxious to get his first visit here on the black and blue report today as well JD first of all I know a a hot day on the practice field a little bit later in the show we'll kind of a recap of practice and hit on the major storylines but after the heat of practice today we'll be in the air conditioning and anxiously awaiting the arrival of the NBA schedule it comes out about 5 o'clock central time
2: yeah looking forward to that if I can get myself together there's a puddle of me outside on the uh, field right now so if somebody comes by Scoop it up for me, please, and bring it to me. I can use it. But then, yeah, we're looking forward to the schedule. We Want to see who the Pelicans are going to be playing? Where they're going to be playing? Which which might be national TV games and that kind of thing. Um, obviously, I want to see the uh, the Christmas Day lineup and see who who's lined up on ESPN and ABC. And um, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. Got a brand new team and want to see what the league thinks of them in terms of scheduling. If you were a television network executive, which which matchups would you pick for Christmas Day? Oh well, I'm going with the Heat and OKC. Uh, I want to get that rivalry back, or the, heat in, or the Heat in Indiana. That seems to be warming up pretty good. I want to see Golden State play against Denver maybe and see that running gun thing going, and that would be my night game to cap everything off. And then, of course, I want to see Boston and, and, and Brooklyn. I almost said New Jersey. Boston and Brooklyn since, um, since Brooklyn has all Boston's players. No Pelicans on Christmas Day? Well, I mean, selfishly, I want to be off with my own people. <laughs> so, so, no. But, I mean, yeah, eventually I do want to see the Pelicans on Christmas Day because that, that speaks to your status in terms of the league, how people, how people view you. So you do want to be playing on Christmas Day. Selfishly, I don't, but you do want the team to be playing on Christmas Day. You know, I imagine when we see that schedule later today, with regard to the Pelicans,
1: because New Orleans is hosting the All-Star Game this year and because of the traditional Mardi Gras holiday, and that trip that goes along with it, there might be a lot of miles logged by the Pelicans in February this season.
2: Yeah, that's, that's not gonna be pretty for uh, any of us who are doing any traveling with the team whatsoever. You know, you, you're away from home as it is enough and uh, you know, I don't want it to be one of those, uh, is it is it San Antonio that does the circus trip or the rodeo trip? The rodeo trip. Yeah, right. the rodeo trip and somebody else does the circus trip. I think, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, you know, I don't wanna be out for a week and a half, two weeks. You know, now, you know, so um, Adam Silver, if you're listening or whoever the schedule maker is right now, please have some mercy. I know it's a little bit late in the ballgame, but, you know, we don't want to be out on the road for two weeks. Pelicans fans
1: always looked forward to uh, when the Miami Heat, the bigger names come to town. The Lakers have always been on that list. Should the Los Angeles Lakers still be the draw that they've
2: been as they come to New Orleans this year? Absolutely not for them, for them. Now the Pelicans should draw well because you've got a brand new revamp team and there are, there's a lot of excitement with the Pelicans but the Lakers are, are really a crippled aging team that that doesn't pose a threat to any, any kind of championship aspirations. Kobe Bryant coming off that snapped Achilles he says he's progressing well but you know he's already 30 plus years old and half his life he's spent in the NBA he can't be the same player Pal Gasol has, you know, suffered a crisis of confidence last year. We don't know what kind of player he's going to be. And we don't know, we still don't know if these guys even like Coach Mike D'Antoni. They don't seem to like him whatsoever. So those guys don't seem to want to play for him. So I would think, I would hope the bigger draw at that point in time would be the Pelicans because of their winning.
1: That's John DeShazer here on the Black and Blue Report. Well, of course, we'll get the NBA schedule in a live broadcast on NBA TV. I think it's at 5 o'clock Central and then uh, immediately following uh, Pelicans.com. And we'll all start to break down the schedule tomorrow. We're going to have a couple of guests to talk about the uh, release of the schedule, what it means to Pelicans fans, what are the more intriguing dates on the NBA calendar that all comes your way tomorrow. We're certainly looking forward to that. Don't forget the fullbacks are on the show today and uh, Cam Jordan too. But up next, uh, producer Dan makes his big debut uh, handling his own segment. We're going to ask producer Dan to break down the... uh, the sound of the tape gathered post-Saints practice today. You'll hear from a variety of folks, and it'll be our focus right after these messages.
3: This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes in Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Canes is fans' best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers made fresh daily cane sauce and a friendly Canes crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Touchdown Saints! Raising Canes, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love.
4: Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person, like you, headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to US residents 21 and over. Ends 8/15/13. Can play without purchase via your name, email address and age to Music First Game, PO Box 753726, El Paso, Texas 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. AB Saint Louis Missouri. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24/7 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today.
1: Well, no doubt it was hot at practice today, and it was full pads, too, for the New Orleans Saints. We got a lot of reaction from how things went on the practice field, and we wanted to share that with you here on today's Black and Blue Report with a uh, montage of the uh, hits, if you will, from practice today. Our own producer Dan has a breakdown of what we heard from the
4: guys after the workout. All right, thanks, Sean. Today the emphasis at training camp was the two-minute drill, and head coach Sean Payton talks about how the day went.
1: I thought defensively we did real well in the two-minute with the you know the the two stops by the first group. And I thought much like a lot of training camps, you know, it kind of goes back and forth. I think the consistency is something that, that we're lacking right now. Um, too many assignment errors, too many, too many detailed things, which is fairly typical, you know, here in the second week. So we've got we've got a lot of work to do to, to clean some of this
5: stuff up before we play our first preseason game Friday night. And, so, I mean, that, that's kind of where the focus is and working on performing when, when you're tired and you're hot here later in practice.
4: With the new defense comes new challenges, even for Saints tight end Jimmy Graham.
5: You know, I mean, our defense has been doing a great job of mixing things up, and, and obviously with the defensive change, it's um, you know it, uh, it, it adds a few problems. You know, it's, a, it's definitely a different look than we've gotten um, for the past, uh, well, ever since I've been here. And, you know it's definitely, it's definitely good for us. It it challenges us in many ways, and um, you know sometimes they get the better, up with, uh, the better of us, and sometimes we get the better of them. So what's Jimmy trying to improve on this season? I would say all areas of my game, uh, especially the blocking. You know, I'm, I'm like 270 right now, so um, I've been out there. <laughs> I've been out there blocking quite a bit, and uh, you know that's just that's just me wanting to be a complete tight end. Uh, you know that's what I want to do for this team and and for myself and my career.
4: The running backs got a lot of good work in today, and Mark Ingram
5: believes the more reps, the better. Just trying to get better, and you know, you get better with the reps. Every time you, you know go out there, you have a chance to put it on film and make corrections, and you know, uh, it's you, you take a lot away from you know um, watching that on film. You take away good things, you take away bad things that you can learn from. So it's all about developing every single day, growing every single day, and um, you know, the run game takes repetition for everybody to get comfortable with it. For O line, running backs, you know, everybody quarterback, running back exchange, for everybody to get on the same page, it takes reps, so um, that's why I think we're putting a lot of emphasis on that in camp." Ingram hopes that the Saints can get back to
4: being a top 10 running team.
5: We just want to be effective in the run game. Um, we, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot, as much success as we wanted to run the ball last year, so, um, you know, and when the when, when Saints went Super 109, you know, they were top 10 in the league of rushing, so, you know, we, we know how important running the ball is. And, uh, we just want to be effective and have one of the best rushing games in the league because we have the O-line to do it. We have the runners to do it. And if we can run the ball effectively, that does nothing but open up the passing game for Drew and all the explosive receivers we have. So um, we definitely, uh, that's definitely a focal point for us.
4: That's a little summary of today's action at training camp. Sean, back to you. All right, Daniel Salerson,
1: everybody. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it very much. When we come back, we'll start to hear from our guests today, including the fullbacks, Jed Collins and Austin Johnson, after these messages. The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61 mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome gumbo and sir saint along with the saint stations will be on hand to cheer on participants and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in champion square all participants will receive a saints back to football run shirt a commemorative finishers medal and an nfl approved bag registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints
6: What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is
2: Your results are back. Everything looks great.
6: Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 Auctioner. That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner health care with peace of mind
1: well we take an interesting look at the uh, at the fullback position here today on the black and blue report so I got both of them I got Jed Collins and Austin Johnson both with me and I, I gotta ask you in this day and age of football in the NFL especially uh, and Jed I'll start with you is there is there now a a brotherhood of fullbacks to speak of
7: uh, I think there has to be, you know, it uh, takes a certain type of player to be able to play the position, kind of a, a selfless role, um, and so you kind of unify over that fact. Uh, you're a, you know, a glorified lineman, uh, and you're you're too big and too slow to play running back, so you kind of find your own island, and uh, that's what Austin and I keep talking about, is we're the only two guys in our world right now that support each other, watch each other, and... Uh, you can try to get each other better, so there, there definitely is a brotherhood that bonds.
1: I guess you guys have to stick together, huh? When you when you think about it, Austin, a little bit. You know, I think Jed kind of hit it on the head. You're you're not quite a skill position, but you're not exactly a, a grunt or a
8: lineman either. Yeah, you're exactly right, and uh, we do have to stick together and kind of help each other through all all the ups and downs in the game. And you know, we kind of celebrate with each other when uh, when we do some good things. So it's fun.
1: Do, Jed, do you guys do you guys almost play or practice with a chip on your shoulder in that? One, at one moment somebody wants to label your position as a, as a dying breed, but yet in this game, and it seems in, in Sean Payton's system, there's still quite a place for it.
7: Uh, yeah, you, you definitely have to have a big chip on your shoulder. Uh, you know, we go in there and we hit D linemen, we hit linebackers, and you have to approach every collision with, you know, they don't want to hit me, as opposed to I have to go hit them. So that, that chip grows and grows as you get more and more confident, and you know, as people try to, you talk about the extinction of the fullback, I look at the game today as, you know, five years ago when I started into the NFL, and I think the fullback's on an upswing. I think more teams are starting to carry it, more teams are starting to use it. The teams that are going deeper in the playoffs have a a solid run game based around a lot of fullback-type players. So uh, I'm excited about where the position's going and, you know, hopeful that I get to hang on to a job for a little while longer.
1: Austin, if, if I can, you know, call the running backs tailbacks just to kind of identify different spots in the backfield. Do you kind of look at them as the, as the, as the glamorous guys? And,
8: and with that, is there some good-natured ribbing that goes on with those guys? Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> when, when they make a big play or a big run, a glamorous play, you know, it's you, you kind of get that sense of accomplishment with them. And uh, they, they've always, you know, had our backs and uh, showed us love as well when they make those big plays. So it's exciting to see them have those glamorous plays, and you know they, they kind of glorify us as well, so it's, it's cool to be have that bond with them.
1: How did you guys become fullbacks, and, and, and at that point, who did you start looking to? I mean, who were the guys that you said, hey, I could model my game after them a little bit?
7: Uh, I went from high school to college as a linebacker, and linebacker. I, or in college I switched to tight end. In the NFL, they said I was too short and slow to play tight end. so uh... it's just one of those things that you know you you love the game you want to keep playing want to stay on the field and you find a way and that's kind of how i became a fullback Uh, coming now obviously when when i was starting to get into it the guys who were the tenured fellows were you know max strong lorenzo neal those kind of guys that were were the true lead back fullbacks and you know you you take from their game and try to evolve the position a little bit to today's game uh... to be able to do a little bit more but those guys you know Pounded, pounded their way through a 10-year career. That's impressive on, on anybody's resume.
8: Austin, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of jumped around throughout my college career, and now here in the NFL, I uh, played linebacker in college, and then uh, now fullback here. So, you know, I haven't really, I wasn't, didn't really grow up, you know, kind of watching any fullbacks. You know, I, I liked Mike stop back in the day, and I know he was a running back, fullback hybrid kind of guy. So that's kind of how, you know, I like to see myself. But uh, yeah, I think, you know it's a great position and you uh, just got to love it each and every day I know you guys are tight
1: just because of the nature of your position and closeness but surely there's some competition now do I have this right do I have a do I have a big 10 guy and a pac 12 guy is that is that what I've got here and is that I'm a topic SCC. of your SEC yeah. okay so is it a topic of conversation a little conference rivalry
8: no not too much we I haven't really ever seen them so we, we don't I mean I got a little bit with Mark because he's an Alabama guy and I'm a Tennessee guy so but that's me and Jed really haven't talked too much college stuff. Jed, do you still follow it? Do you look back on those days?
7: Oh yeah, I love the Cougs. Uh, you know, I think our, our program is reviving. We got a new coach. We got a new AD. Uh, we're we're back on the upswing. Uh, but yeah, as of the last few years I've had to have uh, a humble pride about my school because we haven't been a, a big topic of conversation. So. The SEC guys right now, I give credit and props to, um, but you know, the Cougs will be marching. We, we open up at Auburn this year, so we hope to open up with a statement.
1: I knew I'd get a smile out of you guys to talk about your, your alma maters a little bit. Hey, before I let you go, I know it, this is one of the hotter days that we've seen so far during uh, training camp. Give me the fullbacks, uh, survival tip or two to, to endure this process until the middle of August.
8: Is there, is, there, is there a
1: secret? Is there something that you're doing to make sure that you get through this?
8: You know, I, I think our biggest secret is, you know, me and Jed come in every day and we just we kind of sit down and we try to get our minds right for practice because uh, I think if you're not in the, might, the right mindset coming into practice, you're gonna get torn down by the heat, the physicality of the game. So when we come in, we kind of sit down with each other and like, hey, let's get our mind right. And that's kind of how we prepare for it. Anything to add to that, Jen?
7: Uh Stay hydrated and we'd say, like Austin was saying, every day, win the day. That's all our focus is. You, you can't look at the big picture, win the day.
1: All right, I'm full, I'm a fan of the fullback now. Appreciate the visit, guys.
7: Thank you, guys. Thank you
1: very much. We'll be back with more right after these messages on the Black and Blue Report.
3: This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. Yeah! And that's when Raising Canes is fans' best friend. Fresh, never frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Touchdown, Saints. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one yeah. <laughs> love.
0: Mottos all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hey there, what you having?
4: Um, what kind of specials do you have today?
0: Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now?
3: Uh, I don't know. Nicotine?
0: Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home.
6: Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org.
1: Well, the Black and Blue report continues with a veteran on the defensive side of the ball, and that's Cam Jordan. Six four is that right? ninety?
9: Two, two yeah exactly. exactly okay, that. so
1: during a training camp, what? How many meals is a six foot four, two hundred ninety pound defensive end putting down?
9: I don't know, anywhere from one to four. It depends on the it depends on the day and you know um, really just on how hungry I am. I mean, let's let's call it four meals okay. probably. Breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner, five meals, supper. Yeah, something like that. How, how disciplined so are you? Are you putting good stuff in, or is there is there a little slippage? You know, for the most part, I, I, I'm sort of back to what I what I grew up with. Um, my mom sort of set the foundation right. You know, I always go with the greens, yada 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 yada. So I try I try and do it right. I have this like weakness for potatoes. Um, that's a lot of starch, but I gotta have French fries or hash browns or something. It's almost every meal. But when go you're back. burning three thousand calories a day playing football, hey. Wh- that's, why not? That's what that's what I reason, and I just try and stay away from like the sweets, the cookies, the cakes, everything that's delicious and wonderful in life.
1: The guys got the day off on Sunday after the scrimmage, kind of a a signpost during training camp. How, how did you how did you use it, and
9: did you feel it did everybody pretty good? Uh, I think it did everybody pretty pretty darn good. Um, practice was really really fresh. Uh, legs felt great, and um, I don't even know how I spent it. My day went by so fast. I swear we. We just had the scrimmage a couple hours ago or something. Cause I, I sat down on my my black beanbag chair in my living room and I did not move an inch. I watched like eight movies, caught up on a lot of different things. <laughs> you, you've you've played a long time
1: in the league and, and long enough that you've seen a few things. So when something new comes along, I would imagine that it's it's fresh. It's it's probably fun. Is it still new with the new coordinator and, and, and this new scheme, or or is it as the newness that new car smell worn off now?
9: In all actuality, it's almost like I said, um, you know, this third year in third defensive coordinator, that new defensive coordinator is sort of becoming the norm. Um, I hope this one is going to be around for a long while. I really like this defense. i um, really starting to get a familiarity to it, and um, it's definitely still got a new car smell. There's still there's still a lot you have to learn in this defense.
1: I heard I've heard it almost both ways. I have some folks who say the Saints have the right personnel for the 3-4. And then I turned around and interviewed somebody else earlier today who said, well, they don't have the personnel that matches a Rob Ryan 3-4. So so who
9: am I to believe? What What's what's the truth here? I mean, at least we'll, we'll have a preseason game in a couple of days to figure that one out. I think, you know, uh, every, everybody's bought into the system. Everybody's got the right mindset to, to do this personnel, uh, to do this defense. So I think we do have the right personnel or else uh, uh, the foundation uh, that the, that is the staff wouldn't have brought Rob Ryan in.
1: So let's play a little game here. Um, you mentioned the preseason game, so it's a home game coming up. It is. If Cam Jordan wasn't an NFL player and simply an NFL fan, what would he do with that first preseason game?
9: I don't know. I mean, do they first, do they pregame, do they first line? I don't, I don't even know. I would like to attend like a, a first line situation before the game. I don't know. Yeah. I...
1: Tailgate. Have yeah. you ever tailgate. been able to tailgate?
9: Think back now. Um, I went, my rookie year, I went back to, to the Cal-Stanford game. I got a pregame for the first time. And I'm not going to lie to you. Pregaming is sort of dope. I could, I could do that one day, you know, probably like 10, 11 years from now. I could see myself for maybe having like a big old double-wide bus, just joining in the fun. Can you imagine <laughs> the crowd that you'd attract? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm I just want to be there for the people, you know. Um, like 10, 11 years from now, maybe just make a little tour, go across the country.
1: We're on to something here. That's what I'm saying. All right, so the fact is you are an NFL player. I watched the first preseason game last night up there at the Hall of Fame game. You guys are familiar with that whole scenario up there. Mm-hmm. For you, even as a player, I know there's no no bigger thrill at, in most sports about opening night of a regular season. Mm-hmm. What about the, the activity going into a first preseason game? Does it feel
9: as good just because it's your first time out again? Oh, without a doubt. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I think we, you know, we. We had the first regular season game against these guys, um, and I definitely like to see him back on the field. I mean, it's time to uh, warm up and uh, really get back into the season.
1: I think you're going to be a regular on this Black and Blue report. You know, you, know, you and Zach Streif right now standing out. This is the, you could be the go-to guys for
9: this show. I'm just, I'm just. That's what I'm trying to do in my life. You know, is just be a standout in whatever I do.
1: Thanks for the visit. Sure, why not? <laughs> Cam Jordan with us. We'll be back with more on the Black and Blue report right after this.
6: What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice actually what you may like the most is yes we have a location near you expertise and convenience great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician to find one near you Visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 auctioner. That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind.
0: A new era in basketball is here as your Pelicans take flight for the 2013-14 season. By adding all-star Drew Holiday and rookie of the year Tyreek Evans to a young and hungry roster, your Pelicans are going to be one of the NBA's most exciting teams. So jump on board now. Over 80% of our seat prices have been reduced. And with all the great benefits of being a season ticket holder, you don't want to miss out. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit Pelicans.com to get in on the action today. A message from Mr. Monopoly.
4: Hello again! Since teaming with the Louisiana Lottery to give away part of my vast fortune for the Monopoly scratch-off game, I've been tickled pink that the winner bell has been ringing so frequently. There's a winner right now! Oh my, another winner. <laughs> Jimmy, perhaps it would be wise to check the winner bell once more, just to be sure.
1: You could win up to $100,000. Play the Monopoly scratch-off game for real money. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is
0: used with permission. Thanks to the internet, anyone can get a show these days.
1: Welcome back to the show and welcome back to uh, the Saints practice field where John DeShazer and myself are wrapping up a day in Saints training camp. John, I thought we'd better hit on the major storylines, get
2: your notes uh, on practice today before we wrap up this session of the Black and Blue Report. Well, the main thing is defensive end Kenyon Coleman left practice a little bit early with a chest injury. Um, no word on his status right now, so we're not exactly sure the extent of that injury. And Joe Morgan didn't come back. Um, they're still evaluating him. Coach Payton said he'll give an update as soon as possible. Um, Jonathan Vilma sat out another day, but he's supposed to go through the walkthrough this afternoon. So, you know, it might be just one of those quote-unquote veteran days off again. And for the most part, everyone back, you know, is back, and uh, who's supposed to be back is back. You know, Marcus Colson back for a second day in pads, so that was a good sight to see. Andy Tanner did not work again also, so that's not what you want to see. Eric Martin sustained an injury during the black and gold scrimmage. He was out. Ray Shipman was out. He practiced yesterday, kinda of tweaked that hamstring again, might have come back a little bit early. So that's the injury report pretty much. So and then they did a little two-minute installation with the offense. So they're getting closer to the preseason game. You wanna see what you have in terms of two-minute offense. And um, I think the offense had a had a nice day, especially from the receiving core. I think, uh, you know, we saw Marcus Colston catch him, make a nice hands grab at the back of the end zone for a touchdown. Jimmy Graham catches a couple of touchdowns, spiked it on his teammates. Said the only reason he spiked it because there's no crossbar so he can't dunk it. So, you know, he's an emotional guy. That's what he does. <laughs> and we also saw a really nice defense defensive play also though from Roman Harper, the safety gets a lot of flack for not getting any picks, but Roman Harper, um, he, he really read Drew Brees well, got a nice pick, it would have been a pick six, so those are pretty much the highlights that I saw in practice today.
1: Alright, so tomorrow morning, practice is open to you, the fans as of right now outside at Airline Drive with the gates opening at 8 and practice starting at 8.50. Uh, John, uh, your piece today on New Orleans Saints.com. you got a written piece for us?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go back with Jimmy Graham and just get a little bit more in depth with him. Again, you know, how emotional he is and those kind of things. He's really showed well here in, in training camp and, and one of the things he was disappointed with last season was, you know, he had a great season statistically, but he had some drops. He wasn't really happy with him. and uh, tight ends coach Terry Malone said, you know, what well, that shows a lot about him that he can have a situation Season like that, and not be pleased with it because the team didn't do well.
1: All right, we'll check that out online later today. You'll also, see John and myself wrap up the day's practice in depth with highlights and reaction as a part of the New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. Also on NewOrleansSaints.com later today. Don't forget Pelicans.com tonight for the schedule release, the NBA schedule release, and then we'll see you right back here tomorrow at one o'clock for another edition of the Black and Blue Report, which of course can be found on both the team websites and now available also on iTunes thanks to all of our guests today and for producer Dan's efforts for John DeShazer I'm Sean Kelly we'll see you next time right here on the black and blue report
0: thanks for listening to this edition of the black and blue report if all goes well we'll be back tomorrow tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com follow your teams direct from the source the black and blue report